It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. And I'm trying to enjoy some holiday vacation right now, so I don't have a show planned. But I am looking at one of my very favorite longtime media personalities here in Austin, Texas, Charlie Hodge. You got that right. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Welcome back. Thank you. And thank you for letting me hang out in your studio and and us just kind of do a little role reversal of what you're used to. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here and act like a human windsock. <laughs> Take whatever wind comes my way. Maybe lay lay flaccid and limp <laughs> or go strong to the east. I don't know. I don't know, but you've packed me a lovely bowl. So yeah. this will be the f- first wind blowing in your face. But yeah, I have nothing planned I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm sliding into 2020 a super weary gondrepreneur. It's yeah, been a really, really rough year. JoJo's tired. Well, what do you see on the horizon for 2020? Good things? Oh, yes. 2020 is the year of future Joe. Ah. I mean, I have been teeing things up. There's been so much happening in in the landscape of cannabis, but then also my side hustles that I do, just everything building. And so there's a lot of things people don't see that I work on. They just hear the podcast. But I have a product line that will be launching, hopefully at the end of first quarter, um, MJ Skin. It's the- MJ Skin. Yeah. So MJ Relief. Sounds like that that member of TLC that we never heard of. (laughs) Left eye and MJ skin. Well, and it also sounds like it could be something dirty, but... Um, no, I didn't get that. Okay, good. Just seems streetwise. 
it is very streetwise. How astute of you. Um, But so me and one of my besties, Dr. Monica Vielpondo, she and I formulated a muscle rub for all of my aches and pains and carpal tunnel and all that kind of nonsense. And we've just been batch producing it for ourselves and our friends and family. And I just haven't had a bank or, you know, line of credit or capital to like really push this out into the world. And I hired a banking matchmaker to find somebody Mm. who would actually take my business. Yet another economic offshoot from this industry. I'm not sure there, maybe if you're like a foreigner, you know, who maybe has blood money or something. (laughs) I just, I put like, well, I mean, even be in that category seems ridiculous. Well, I mean, I thought it was ridiculous, but after being turned down by like nine different banks, and I'm like, people, this is hemp based CBD. The farm bill passed. People are trying to encourage hemp production and finding uses for it. And like, what is going on? And basically, all these boards of directors at banks are still being ultra conservative. And so they're just like blanketing CBD, whether it's hemp or cannabis. They're just like, that's all cannabis and we're not touching it yet. Yeah. So. I finally found a bank in Florida that will work with me. Just, you know. Hmm, Gator Bank. <laughs> First federal bank. Oh. So I'm very. Sounds pr- legit. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, there have been some hassles with the time difference, but for the most part, they have their VP of specialty banking, which I'm going to have on the podcast sometime in the new year. And this actually is going to be the very first episode of 2020. So. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) Hopefully, Joe will be re-energized and broken from the 2019 hustle and bustle slump. Yeah. I don't want to call it a slump, but just a grind. It was the hustle, and I'm ready for the flow. Yeah. Yeah. Start whacking some of those teed balls. Yes. So what do you normally do in your podcast? Like, what what would come next? Um, Well, most of the time I'm either interviewing someone and we're talking about a specific subject matter, or I'm either answering a listener question or maybe a question that came up through social media. You know, actually, I have one. Maybe you and I could answer this question together. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm going to paraphrase it out of my brain because I'm not going to get my phone out right now, but... There is a a listener who she recently found my show. She's in Ohio and she's trying to do what I'm doing. And and I call it being a a Sherpa, cannabis Sherpa in your community. But she's getting a lot of pushback and she's a single mom and and people see the things that she posts on social media. And, you know, there's still that prohibition mindset. And so she's got a lot of haters that post things and. And tell her what they think. And so she was asking me, she was like, I need your help. Like, you know, how do I do what you're doing? So what do you, what kind of advice do you give somebody who's got, who's got a bunch of haters? Well, you can't acknowledge them. Even as hard as it is, best thing is just don't read it. Yeah, because you have make a lot. content, put it out. But sounds like, you know, it's a regional deal because you probably don't run into much of that in California just because... Even if they aren't big fans, they're not going to like speak out about it. But you know, but you I have do to, see you have that to be a aware lot. Of your surroundings and don't stop. But 
the only way it gets to you is if you let it, you know? Yeah. Well, there's so many trolls and there's so much crap on social media and it's bait for all of us. Like you can just get down into the weeds on that stuff and, and then it's all consuming, you know, kind of like when, when somebody's social media, oh my God, they're like stalking an ex or, you know, a best friend hasn't called them in a while. And instead of just like acknowledging, picking up the phone, asking the question, Everybody's like, you know, looking on social media. Where were they? What were they doing? Yeah. Looking at their stories. Well, yeah, and- it's not social. It kills interaction. And have you ever noticed you're not having a conversation? When someone posts, they're telling you. And yeah. while there is a comment function, it, their stance is not up for de- for debate. Yeah. And so that you can only be for it or against it. Right. And if you're against it, then you become part of this other side. And it could be about cooking. I mean, it doesn't have to be politics or or cannabis or, I mean, it's just the general attitude. When mm-hmm. somebody posts something, it's not an elevator conversation. It is a statement. They are not, in most cases, prepared to hear alternative yeah. You know. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, totally. They're not posting it and at the end saying like, "Do you think I'm on the right track?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not what they that's not their intention. But on a sociological higher level, I mean, it changes society when interaction goes from one thing to another. Yeah. I mean, it just has effects and I feel like, you know. Well, and it's little things like when I was growing up, we didn't have cell phones and no. and email. And so we wrote each other letters. And so, you know, we spent time like putting our thoughts down on paper and sending it to someone knowing that we're never going to see those words again. Like we, yeah. we wrote them and we gave them away and somebody else owns this little piece of you. And that yeah. that's a vulnerable act. You don't monetize it as a post. No, and it's not... So, you know, when I see people posting stuff and it's it's things that I'm like, that should just be internal yeah, first, dialogue yeah. with you and your significant other or family member. Like the way people air dirty laundry on yeah. social media is disgusting. I don't I don't personally I haven't been on Facebook in well over a year. I just What do you do with do all it. that fan mail? It's probably building up and I probably seem like a dick, but you know what? You got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Amen to that, brother. I'm glad we could clear the air here so people can stop trying to chase you on Facebook. You know, I've thought about that and I do feel bad, but it's just, that's the whole point. You go check in in it and all of a sudden you're following and it's like, I just, I, I despise it so much that I just, I can't even. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I do because I get paid to manage people's social media so whether i want to be on it or not unfortunately that is one of the jobs that i've chosen for myself right now it's part of society but i just did a test i was like in the next month i want to note anytime something positive comes out of my time spent here and there there wasn't anything and i was just like i can't continue just to i mean you're just flushing time down the toilet yeah and you know and that's our most precious commodity oh my gosh and of course that's one of the reasons why i love cannabis so much 
is that I can get high and then like totally be in whatever I'm doing. Like, you know, sitting here talking with you, the way we were talking earlier when we were in the house. It was fraudulent and phony. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was fine, but you know, we're, whenever we then get high and get a little bit introspective and consider a question, then we start having really meaningful dialogue. Yeah. And fortunately for us, we get to hit record and hear it again. But but I think that that's something that people that spend so much time on social media, when they're high, it's like use that high for something positive. Like don't get sucked into that yeah. black hole of social media. You're vulnerable. Well, and you just and you lose track of time, and all of a sudden you were looking at that one Instagram post, and now you've wormholed onto somebody's page who you don't even know who they are, and it's been an hour yeah. and a half. And I think that that's a lot of when someone gets sucked into, I want to do this thing, and people are saying ugly things to me, or they're fighting yeah. with me on social media. There's no fight if both people aren't engaged. Yeah. So when you know if somebody's trying to fight with me. If I don't show up to the fight, it doesn't exist. And just look at it this way. There is no changing the person's perspective. It's like we were talking about with the posts. If they're writing you a mean message or posting something nasty. Responding is futile. You have to be able to look past it or don't look at all. I mean, it's plenty easy to make posts and then, you know, not go scroll through your timeline. Yeah. I just... If it's bad enough, you got to just, you got to, because all it's going to do is serve as an anchor, you know, for whatever progress you're trying to make. In 2020, God, I hope it's better in 2019. What a dick of a year. It was, but think about like 2020. Watching kids. Very, very nice. 2020 can't not be better. Like it just, the number in and of itself. Yeah, it is. And I also think about my hero, Barbara Walters. I know. <laughs> They're doing some sort of retrospective because 2020 is the same as 2020. <laughs> yes. I mean, was that supposed to be a year, the title of that no, show? No, no. Like, think about 2020 vision. Yeah. So you're that story. They're deep diving on a subject or a person. and So really, it has yeah. nothing to do with the year 2020. No. No. For me, it was just kind of getting that full scope of a person or a subject matter so you could have 2020 vision on this thing fake news hey hashtag i was eight and i think it's pretty deep that i thought that way yeah (laughs) 2020 then john stossel he was on there give me a break (laughs) (laughs) yes i watched sunday morning when i was home with my mom i like that show yeah i love it i mean they do such odd little features on people it's always very interesting well and that's the journalism that i wanted to do yeah when i was getting my degree and i was just like this news writing and you know being a reporter and that kind of stuff i was like this is not fun like i want to dig up stories and like dive into people like you know it's just maybe you need to do one of those murder podcasts where you're like funny thing is though the evidence was never actually examined by a prosecutor. That's why we are launching a second look. <laughs> there are so many of those, and they're doing a great job. Yeah. I, I can't, because I'm, I'm- You could do deep dives on people that are like doing life in prison for pot, because there I, are some still yeah. that are like literally 
like doing life without parole. I've got to do a few shows on that. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, back in the day, like in our lifetimes, probably the first couple of times we went to Vegas, if you got caught with drugs there, like it was crazy penalties because it was still Nevada. And I mean, the laws were insane. As a white girl, I never even thought about it. Yeah. And that's, again, a whole other reason why I need to do those shows. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it has to do with being young and you just don't give a shit. Well, no, I still feel that way. Oh, well, you are young. Very, very (laughs) young. Thanks. I'm doing these all natural um, face masks that are supposed to um, keep you from needing to inject shit in your face and look like a crazy animal. (laughs) Yeah, because once you go down that path, it's like chasing that first high. You're never going to look as good as the very first time they yeah. shoot your ass fat into your face. I agree. You know, the next time you come in, it's like, you know, it's like making a drink on top of your old drink. It's like, yeah. Yeah, that was a bad idea. could have done better. Sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But shit, I'm here. I, yeah. I got to drink it. And now one side can't be all bloopy. I got to get the other side to match. And you just look like some sort of chewed gum of a human being. Oh, that makes me real, real yeah. sad. No, but you're fine. Yeah, definitely. But it's the whole idea of yeah. taking care of future Joe. Yeah. Like, that's why I smoke cannabis. That's why I do the face masks and eat the supplements and eat the right foods and got my genetics done. Like, I'm trying to age gracefully and have a good fucking time the whole time I'm here. I don't want my last 20 years on this planet to be me aching with every move or every time I get out of bed or not being able to remember shit about my life. Yeah, that'd be awful. Luckily, I think technology and breakthroughs are ramping up at a speed where, I mean, you can already get like crazy stuff done. Oh, like yeah. that actually changes your appearance that's non-surgical. I mean, you, it's like. Yeah. And well, in this, um, the stem cell surgeries that can be done now to restore people's nerves in their neck. And, mm-hmm. you know, these sorts of help probably reverse aging. I don't even know what all they can do. But pretty soon that will be something that can be affordable to somebody like me. Yeah. Because right now you have to be rich AF to be able to, ro- to have you that. You just have to age gracefully. Yeah, so uh, that's why I'm. You're doing not. This stuff. You're not in a monetary position to go. Fuck you, Grace. Yes. Yes. I'm not aging gracefully. I'm using the fifteen hundred dollar a day face dip. Cryogenic. Yeah. <laughs> Every day I stick bath. my face in this bath for eight minutes. Because as soon as I can afford one of those, I'll have one of those in my house. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? Because looking old is the worst thing that can ever happen to anybody. It's not about the looking old part. It's about making sure that my organs and my systems oh, right, stay right. young oh, and gotcha. agile. Fuck the I looking part. I thought we were part. talking about looks. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> looks too. Looks are important. <laughs> looks are part of the first impression. Yeah. I mean, you weren't, wearing, not you weren't wearing a kidney mask the other night. <laughs> You aren't wrapping your pancreas in some sort of (laughs) refreshing swaddle. No, I didn't. I didn't mist my liver. Nope. (laughs) You did quite the opposite. 
Right. Kicked it down a short flight of stairs. Oh, my God. At the um, Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bear show at Scoot Inn, which was so fun, that venue was, it was like the perfect weather for it. Yeah. The lights, the sky, it was just great. It was like there were more people smoking pot there than whenever I'm at a show in San Francisco. It was hilarious. In fact, I ran into a few people from San Francisco. But you can totally see the transition of this city. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely feels like Austin, but the crowd just felt way more mixed. That's that 800,000 people that have moved here in the last, you know, three years or so. Oh my God, I tried to get brunch at Joanne's after I forget about it. Did Town Lake with Roxanne. I couldn't find a place to park. I was like, this is insane. Yeah. And so I Especially just. Especially brunch. Brunch is. Oh, wow. This well, is a but brunch. brunch ass it, was one, town. it is a brunch ass town. But it was 1 30 <laughs> in the afternoon. So I felt sure, like, but no, that's whenever the, the drunken awake yeah, looking for the brunch. hair of the dog. I sometimes do two brunches. I love brunch so much. <laughs> I do the earliest possible, 8 a.m. It's not brunch before 8 a.m., but then 1.30 p.m. It's still brunch. (laughs) I love brunch. Brunch, 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 brunch. Oh, I love him. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, brunch, brunch, scotch, 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 scotch. (laughs) God, we tried to rewatch that the other It's pretty fucking dumb. There's funny parts, but man. It is. You're just like, this is so stupid. Well, you have to fast forward to the funny parts. Yeah. Because they're worth it. No, no. There are very funny parts in that movie. But you got to go down Dumb Dumb Alley to get there. I know. Speaking of Dumb Dumb Alley, not that I'm calling this listener a Dumb Dumb. I'm talking about social media being dumb. Do we think we have given a sufficient answer? I mean, I feel like we announced the problem, but I think... The answer is for her to... Yeah. She's looking for help, but like in all instances, the help is yourself. And I think she's looking to you for confidence and tell her, you know, keep going, don't stop. And don't as stop best you can, ignore to... it. You can't. And here's the other thing, too. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting your positive message out, however that is. But... Do you know how you're putting your message out? Like, what are you doing? If if it's literally just having conversations on Instagram, stop doing that. Start having these conversations with real people in real life through your local normal organization or the people on, you know, that support the city council members that are pro-cannabis. Like, find groups, find real human beings to have these conversations with. If, you know, if all you're doing right now is having these conversations on social media, I would stop that yeah. and just make social media be the Use place where post you business content and don't or, engage. And yeah, or like big wins like, wow, I found this new product and it's great for microdosing. If you're a mom and you've got to do all this, like, I love this, like give people recommendations of things that you like that work for you as a single mom. That's pro-cannabis, using it for wellness. And have a happy new year. And a happy new year. All right. Was that, yeah, I was like, are we going to? No, that was good. I shouldn't be trying to eat this while talking to you. Seemed like it ended and you're about to eat a mint. Well, I just kind of have cotton mouth a little bit. I just want to suck on this mint for a second. On your show, do you have any little bits that that you do every week? Um, I do five questions slash tasks. 
it's always four questions and one task, to be perfectly honest. I had Reiki a couple of days ago, and it's so crazy when you get energy work done and your whole body starts like gurgling, like your stomach's gurgling, your chest, and because you've got all this chi, this energy moving through your body. Sounds like you're about to shit your pants or something. It's yeah. just like total gurgling, like you're starving. And anyway, but it was a really cool experience. I'd never done Reiki before. They like do the singing bowl and like put this vibrating bowl on your stomach. And so these like waves vibrate through your body and mm. and then use their hands and do energy work. But yeah, it was cool. That sounds pretty crazy. <laughs> Five questions slash tasks. All right, number one, who is, who is, was your favorite Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition model? I don't even know if I could tell you one of them. These are such boy questions. They're usually not very boy questions, but I thought, you know. I don't know. You lived through the heyday of the swimsuit Well, I did, but maybe I was Brooke Shields on the cover of it because she would have been one of my favorites back then. I don't think so, but, you know, I'll allow it. I mean, I just loved her long, dark hair and those thick eyebrows when everybody was like, you know, waxing their eyebrows yeah. down to nothing. She's and so a total I kind of, yeah. So she was like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be like Brooke Shields. <laughs> I'd say you're probably pretty close. All right. Mine is Elle McPherson. Number two, what is your favorite color post it note? Um, I like writing on the pink one, but if I'm being really practical, the yellow really, it's your writing shows up the most. The thing that's most important is the most prominent. So I'd have to go with the mellow yellow. Okay. Mellow yellow. I think I like the standard, whatever the first yellow was that kind of like, is that the mellow yellow? I think so. Like the yeah. faded yellow. Mm -hmm. Either that or that burnt orange one. I seem to yeah. pay, te pay attention to yeah, those. Yeah, that is a good choice. Even though you can hardly see pen on it. <laughs> well, so that's like, the way I feel about it, the but what is it? <laughs> yeah. What is the answer? <laughs> I do uh, like the ones with that. They started making those yellow ones that are lined, like notebook paper. Yeah, you can't keep me in a box. I know. Number three is always a would you rather. Okay. Would you rather have a stinger or claws? Oh, if you're going to have a, a, a weapon of nature bestowed well, upon you. If I had claws, then that means I don't have hands. And these thumbs, man, they're really valuable. So yeah. I'm thinking a stinger. Well, a raccoon has claws and they have thumbs. I was thinking claws like a lobster. No, claws. no, like <laughs> werewolf claws. Oh, okay. No, I was like, you can have claws. Yeah, like, then have, no, have, I definitely, have... then I would want claws because then okay. I could climb trees and stuff too. And a stinger would change your whole shape, really. Like, what would? You, how could you even accessorize or wear clothes? Well, and the other thing about a stinger. a stinger, like, you know, what if you really like someone and then... Sting them on accident. Accidentally yeah. all the time. Okay. This next one, number four, is your task. And I like to do a lot of name generators. So we'll do this. The create your own SUV name. And your task is to take the second half of your last name plus the first part of your street name and combine them together. And that will be the name of your SUV. Like mine is Augstra. 
the new Dodge Ojstra. Ojstra. So the last part of my last, of last name, name is Ding. All right. <laughs> and the first part of your street name. Eleven Ding. <laughs> ding Eleven. Oh, Ding Eleven. That's a terrible <laughs> yeah. name. All right. Well, what was the street? What was the name of the street you lived on when you lived here in Austin? Rainy. All right. Ding Rainy. <laughs> It's never going to sound good because ding is weird. <laughs> oh, that's the beauty of the name generator. Nobody's going to buy my SUV. No, they're oh really my, not. Not even a pack of clowns. Well, maybe. Let's maybe see. that's my audience. Um, Barnum and Bailey, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you need the ding rainy. All right. Ding rainy for Barnum and Bailey. I mean, come on. Let's do. Um, Coming out in 2020. <laughs> let's do. All right. Last one. Number five. Would you rather be Elvis or Sinatra? Sinatra. Okay. Totes my goats. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty I'm not trying answer. to. Yeah. Trying to die on a toilet of a drug overdose. Nobody's trying to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's all five i appreciate that that's fun thanks for taking I want you me to eat into... that fucking mint so bad i want you to eat it i want you to just enjoy it my god i know we're about we're gonna wrap up so why don't you tell these lovely people how they can listen to your show it's uh the charlie hot show go to stitcher itunes go to tastypodcast.com mainline it yourself whatevs whatevs and since um you have taken a break from social media. If you want to find him, you're going to have to listen to the show. How do you, if people have questions for you or they want to get engaged with you, do you at least have a show email address? I still get on Twitter to? now and again. Uh, my handle's Charlie F and Hodge. You can message me there. All right. Well, thanks everybody for letting me have a play day on the podcast. I'm tired. I didn't have things planned, and I knew if anybody could just shoot the shit with me while casually baked, Charlie Odge was the man for the job. Thanks for thinking of me. Absolutely. Happy holidays and Merry Merry 2020. Maybe you're like the Ohio woman who reached out to me on Instagram, inspired to do what I'm doing. If you're eager to share and monetize your cannabis experience in some form or fashion, I do have advice for freshening up your 2020 vision. I have a mission statement for my life and one for my work. They complement one another and serve as my North Star guiding my decision making. So if you've never sat down and written a mission statement for your life, that's always a good place to start. Why are you here? What legacy do you want to leave? How do you want to feel? And what are you willing to do about it? What are you great at and which activities bring you the most joy? I encourage you to get casually baked with a pen and paper. Ask yourself thoughtful questions and see what bubbles to the surface. When she messaged me, at Cincy Mombuds mentioned feeling like she's drowning in the process. I said something very similar to that to my business advisor about a month ago. And he encouraged me to stay focused on each hurdle as it comes. As an entrepreneur, instead of crossing a finish line, it's having the endurance to outlast the process.
I've described my own situation as pushing the boulder up the mountain. And after four years, I am so damn close to the top, but I feel like I could get crushed by the weight of it all at any moment. When you're feeling bogged down or overwhelmed like that, pause and reevaluate your situation and plan. Everything is constantly changing. So it makes sense that we need to stay mentally fit and flexible while keeping our eyes on the prize. I like to visualize the new year as a clean slate, a fresh blank canvas waiting to be personalized. I encourage you to make a list of the things that you're doing that seem to not only move the needle, but also make you feel joyful in the process. This is your list of hell yeahs. It's that list of things that you double down on in life. Opposite that is the list of things that you cannot stand doing. The things on this list might be necessary, but it'd be a whole lot cooler if you didn't have to do them, right? These are the things that will inevitably lower your vibration and your motivation. When you're reevaluating your process, Be open to discovering ways to stop doing the things that are on this list that don't feel good to you. Because at the end of the day, the happier you are, the healthier you'll be, and the better equipped you are to serve your community. Another important truth to remember is that not everybody likes you or will like you. So you sure as shit better like yourself and be real and do what makes you happy. You can't and won't please everyone, and you don't need to for that matter. Being a cannabis Sherpa comes with varying levels of scrutiny, depending on where you live and what you're up to. The role requires a healthy dose of maturity and a thick skin when it comes to criticism. Moms and dads treating their children with cannabinoid therapy or openly talking about their experiences parenting and consuming cannabis will face different critics than folks like Alice Moon, who spread education on cannabinoid hyperemesis. People can be downright mean, ugly, and hypocritical, especially on social media, where they hide behind a screen and send out their avatar to do their dirty work. By now, we've all experienced both the light and dark side of our digital universe. So we shouldn't be surprised when the trolls come out to hate. If I receive ugly messages or negative feedback, I sit on it for a day or two before I decide if it even warrants a response. One of life's most critical lessons is the art of letting go. And it's taught by collaborators, teachers, and antagonists. And we need all of them. We need people in every one of those roles. It's not easy, but when someone disagrees with me, I practice trying on their way of thinking. It's the old put myself in their shoes bit. In the end, I may not change my mind, but I certainly gain perspective. And that, my friend, is called personal growth. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people are just asleep and angry, living in their own personal hell, and judging you makes them feel better about themselves, at least for a minute. But you, my friend, are not responsible for their happiness, and they are inconsequential to yours, so mute their word vomit. That's what the block and delete buttons are for. You'll forget all about them, and they'll still be miserable. And that's not your problem. 
you certainly don't need to splash around in the word vomit with them. And if you can't help yourself, then buddy, hit the showers. Get off the social meds and get face-to-face with your community and nature. I promise you, your tribe is out there. And rather than wanting to do what I do, I hope in 2020, you get inspired to do what you do. Once you find your groove, you can fine-tune it in the flow. And if you'd like my support through that process, you can schedule a one-on-one with me at casuallybaked.com. Click the big gray schedule appointment button at the top of the page. If you're encouraged by this show, consider becoming a podcast patron at patreon.com backslash casuallybaked. Another easy way to support my efforts is to share this podcast with a friend or family member. So if you're picking up what I'm putting down, puff, puff, pass it on. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.